Psalm to Rejoice in the Lord, Part 1. The Bible asks us to rejoice. And when God's Word asks us to do something, it also comes with the power to be able to do it. God just doesn't say things, but His very words also give us the power to do the things that He says. So when He said to humanity, Go and multiply and fill the earth. Well, we can look at the earth now, today. It certainly has been filled. When God speaks something into being, his very word goes with the power that will enable us to do it. When we look through the scriptures that we've just read, we're going to go through the four verses that I've read out here. And each verse brings a different truth, or if you like, goes deeper in our understanding of what it means to rejoice. We're going to go through these four aspects. It starts with asking us to rejoice, and rejoicing is a gift, as we're going to see. Then it talks about our reasonableness will become apparent. And we're going to see that as we learn how to rejoice, it will help us to be more reasonable. Then it talks about not being anxious, Rejoicing keeps us from being anxious. And finally, in verse 7, it talks about the peace of God, which is one of the benefits of rejoicing. So let's look at these one by one. The first verse, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoicing is a gift. A gift is something that is given to you. Now, we know when we want to rejoice, it's something that we have to do consciously. And I need to, at this point, read the second part of this scripture because it will help drive this home. Philippians chapter 4, I'm picking it up from verse 10 now, and I'll tie these in together. Philippians 4 verse 10 says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Now listen to this, verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The same Paul who said, rejoice in the Lord, goes on to tell us about when he was in times of trouble, when he was in times of need. Rejoicing isn't something that happens only when things are going well. Paul said, he's learned the secrets of how to survive during the good times and during the hard times. He has learned that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. And one of the things that the Bible asks us to do is to rejoice. Now let's just make that clear. What do we mean by rejoice? Sometimes looking at the opposite helps us to understand what we are referring to. We all know what it means to complain and to murmur. 
Complaining is something that comes natural. We all know what it means to get upset when we don't get what we want. Because when we first come into the world, that's how we were. You know, as a young child, as a baby, you wanted your food, you cried, and mommy bought the food if you were privileged to have a mom like that around you. And so we learn instinctively that if you want something, just cry. Hopefully after a while you grew out of that. And crying is very much close to complaining. And that's why the Bible, right from the beginning, tells us rejoice. Because rejoice is you acknowledging that there is a God who is good and kind to you. Rejoicing is almost you putting your trust and your faith in God. But it goes much further than that. Because when we learn how to be thankful for the things that God has given us, it helps us to see the things that God wants us to see. Paul learned how to be content in all circumstances. In the difficult times and the good times, he was content. How did he do it? He learned how to rejoice. He took what God had told him and he did it. Now, let's not fool ourselves. When we are going through hardships, rejoicing is not easy. Now, as I was speaking to someone yesterday, you know, you sometimes get to situations where things are going on and you have no control over them. If you have no control over the circumstances that are going on around you, and you decide to sit down and just complain about them, you only make things worse. Now, even in the circular world, unfortunately, the circular world sometimes uses prayer as something you do when there's nothing else, that when all hope is gone. They say, oh, the only thing we can do now is pray about it. Unfortunately, in the circular world, that word often means I'm helpless, there's nothing else I can do. But what the Bible refers to as rejoicing is it is telling us, just like Paul saw it here, is that you get to the point where you know that, yes, in my strength, I can't do anything, but I have one who cares for me, I have one who made me in his image, and I have one who has told me how to go through this hardship. And what is his word to us? Rejoice. Rejoicing does not mean that you are happy with the circumstances, but rather that you remain joyful while going through the circumstances. Rejoicing and being thankful to God helps you to see properly. When you don't see properly, you make the wrong choices, which leads to the wrong destination. Paul was able to, to see contentment in difficult circumstances because he rejoiced with the power of the word of God that was given to him. Now, get a, please, I hope I'm passing this across. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, if the next time when you're going through a, a difficult time, and let's face it, the world is going through difficult times at the moment. Just when we thought that the pandemic was over and something else comes along to catch our attention. 
And here what Paul was bringing out to us is that there are areas you get to in life where you can do nothing about. Here was a man who didn't lack faith. Here was a man that God had used mightily. And here was a man who was telling us, I have learned the secret of how to survive in the good times and in the bad times. I have learned how to rejoice. Now, before anyone comes to him and says, oh yeah, it's all right to you. You've got a lot of faith. Of course you can rejoice. You don't know what I'm going through. He said, no, it's not easy. I have learned that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't want any of us to go away from this morning, this afternoon now, thinking that, well, how can I be rejoicing when there's so much wrong going on, where there's so many challenges around? That is exactly the point that Paul was saying here. He's saying it is not in your own strength. It is through Christ who strengthened you. The same God who opened your eyes to see the love of God and to be able to appreciate that Jesus Christ loves you and he died for you. It is the same God who is saying, I'm also going to give you the strength to be able to lift up your voice and your heart because our heart is what dictates our voice. To lift up our heart to the Lord and say, Lord, I thank you and I rejoice in you. I will not allow these circumstances to take my joy away. You know, someone has used an illustration of um, going out to a place. Maybe you've got to get to a particular destination and you're in a car. Whether you're driving it or not doesn't matter. But there's someone in front of the car driving in front of your car and they're driving very slowly. You can obviously see that the speed limit is 20 miles an hour and they're doing 10 miles. And you look in front of their car, there's absolutely nothing there. Now let's assume that you're on the way to the market to get some food. There's a car in front of you that's going a bit slow. You look at the driver, you think, why are they going so slow? They could be going faster. Oh, this is not a nice speed to be doing. But you're not really too bothered because you're going to the market and you know that when you get there, the potatoes will still be there. The plantain will still be there. So not too much of a deal. Now, look at that same situation again. You're in a car. You're going somewhere. There's a car in front of you. They're driving very slowly. But this time, you're on the way to an interview. And you know, if you don't get this interview, you won't get the job. And you look at that same driver going a bit too slow. And you're thinking, why is this person going slow? This person shouldn't even be on the road. This person doesn't know how to drive. This person is going to make me lose my job. The same driver, the same circumstances, that driver has done nothing different from the previous circumstances. But because of the situation in your own heart, you start to get agitated. Now, what state do you think you're going to be at when you turn up at that interview? Probably not in the best state to get engaged. What Paul is driving across in this is that rejoicing has nothing to do with the circumstances. I'm not rejoicing because the circumstances are fine. No, I am allowing myself to maintain my joy. I am allowing myself to maintain my peace. Because if you don't, your eyes get blinded. When we allow rejoicing to depart from our heart, we start to see things in the wrong way. Our very vision gets clouded. Clouded. 
And so there you turn up for the interview and now things don't go as they should have gone. Why? Because the rejoicing stopped. You allowed the circumstances to change the condition of your heart. And here's the important thing. The condition of our heart is vital because that's what helps us to receive from the Lord. If you allow the sorrow and, and, and the negativity and, and the fumes that come from the burning fire that is raging all around to fill you up, even the very decisions you make will start to be clouded. Rejoicing is acknowledging the goodness and the grace of God. It is telling God that you trust him. It opens your eyes to see his goodness. And most importantly, it allows you to be in a position where you can receive from the Lord. So when we say rejoice in all circumstances, you're not rejoicing at the things that are negative around you. No, you're rejoicing in the fact that I have a God who cares for me and I am going to Keep my peace so that I can hear from him. As Paul said, I have learned the secret how to live when there is trouble and when there are good things going on. And the secret is being able to rejoice. And when you ask him, but how do you do it? I do it through Christ who strengthens me. I don't go along boasting that, oh, I'm such a good person that when bad things happen, I can still be praising God. No, when bad things happen, I say, Lord God, please strengthen me. I need to be able to rejoice. Lord, I thank you. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't want to go through that operation, but I thank you that I went through it and it came out well and I am still fine. I bless you for that. Lord, I thank you. I, I didn't want to see, you know, all those horrible things that were happening, but you kept me through those and I want to give you thanks and praise for what you've done in my life. The Bible says rejoice always. 